Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. You need to say it's time. Stay calm. So, uh, you got any weekend plans? You're really bad at this, man. Doing anything fun for the weekend? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 188 of the Vent Lab podcast, getting closer and closer to that 200 mark. You had to squint your eyes like you were really like trying to get that number out there. Like it was just too big of a number to say. I could not remember for the life of me what it was. <laughs> but squinting your eyes and grunting really helped uh, bring it around. 88, 188. Yep. It yeah. did help. It did help. Thank Speaking you. Speaking of squinting your eyes, I have a major problem looming right now. Uh, does it? Does it have to do with glasses? Yeah. Yeah, I got my new glasses, and I'm having some issues. Yay about the glasses, not about the issues. What's the issues? Okay, What's wrong? well, I think I talked about this a little bit last time. They said I needed progressive lenses. Yeah. Which means I, like, basically need bifocals. Uh-huh. Um, because my distance vision is still pretty good, but I need a little assistance. But my for, like, reading, it's really, it's really pretty bad. And I can't, I can't bring myself to do the progressive lenses because that means bifocals and that means I'm old and I can't do that. Also, I don't think they would work for my job because of the way the teleprompter is set up and how I have to read. Yeah. So I ended up having to do two different sets of glasses, my regular ones for distance and then the ones that I wear when I'm at my computer and I'm reading stuff. So you're constantly doing the the flip between... Between glasses. And so right now I'm wearing my glasses for reading because I need to be able to see my notes mm -hmm. and read articles. But when I look at you, I you're a little bit blurry. You're going to have to get a lot closer. Like I'm not getting closer. You're going to have to be that. like I'm, right in front of my face. I'm not doing that. You're just going to have to deal with blurry Nathan. <laughs> have you thought about uh, getting like Benjamin Franklin glasses? Like the small, like little half ones that like sit down on your nose? Yeah. No. Well, yes. But they more, more specifically with the little flips so you can flip oh. between the lenses. <gasps> So, or, so I'd be like switching them out constantly. Yeah, yeah. But so instead of having to switch your whole glasses, it'd be kind of like uh, people who have the sunglass like attachment and uh -huh. they just flip it up, you know? And yeah, it looks but I'd so have cool. to like completely move the lens out. It would have to like slide out like. Yeah, but that'd be easy enough. You know, kind of like when you're at your eye doctor's and they like flip the lenses. Exactly. Back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. I would... That would look so cool. It would look really cool. Or you could get one <laughs> lens of each prescription, and then depending on what you're doing, you just close so one, one eye, eye or the other. <laughs> camera one, camera two. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's a way around this. Yeah, so I was really excited to go pick these up, and um, I first tried it out by reading something on my phone. And all of a sudden, like everything was clear on my phone wow. and I could read stuff I hadn't been able to read before. And I was super excited. And then I took my glasses off real quick to compare the, the difference. Like, cause it can't, it can't be that much of a difference. Right. 
the moment I took my glasses off, like my entire phone was blurry. Like I couldn't see anything. And I was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is it. And it's not like it's going to get better from here. Like it's going to continue to get worse. Yeah. Two years ago, you probably thought you were doing pretty well. I was doing pretty well in life. I didn't have glasses and I was bragging about it. This is what you get for having a big head. (sighs) That'll teach you. (laughs) So what's another thing in life that you're like, wow, I'm doing pretty well. I haven't had to deal with this as a problem yet. I'm not going to mention anything now because I've learned my lesson. Ha. Mm-hmm. That's all it took. Just some glasses. Yeah. This is just me bragging for 40 years about how great my eyesight was. And then, well, bam. Yeah. That's a, hey, that's a part now of growth. my eyes suck. Another part of uh, growth and part of maturity is the fact that you just admitted 40 years and you didn't even hesitate about it. Because usually you're pretty like, uh, don't mention that I'm like 45. Oh, I don't mind mentioning my age. I just don't like saying that I'm old. But you kind of are doing that by mentioning your age. Yeah. And speaking of being old, <clears throat> so it was my anniversary this <gasps> weekend. Oh. Mm-hmm. 22 years, I think. Wow. Been married for 22 years. And we usually go out for like a nice dinner and go see a movie. This time I was like, let's go on this Sunset Zipline tour. Yeah, I did a story on it and I was like, that sounds really cool. Like, I didn't even know we had that. It's like a three-hour Zipline tour. Uh-huh. It's in Bonner Springs, Kansas. It's not too far from where I live. So let, let's go do that. And he was all for it. I am always up for, like, adventurous stuff. So we get there. And we realize we hadn't really thought this through, but we're going to be in a group of people. Like there's several other couples going on this sunset tour. It's not like just us. It's not like as romantic as you think. Zip lining. It's not romantic. And I just don't like being with other people. Right. Which is why you're with Jay West. Because you can't see yourself with anybody else. Sure. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Okay. So um, I, I just didn't like the idea of being with other people. But here we are because we didn't pay more money. So it was just us. We we just we have to be a part of this group. So there's four other couples there. I also hadn't considered that what if one of those couples are annoying? You're ziplining for the next three hours with these people. That's a long zip line. It is. I'll Where explain did it, more. Did it go across I'll, the state? I'll explain more. Okay. So right off the bat, we're we're walking up to check in. You have to get there an hour before you start zip lining. We go to check in and this guy and his wife went to the wrong check in stand and they're like, Oh, you have to go over there. So our our paths meet at the same time. He's right there to go in the door. We're right there to go in the door. And he says, Go ahead, chief. And, like, I was immediately annoyed. As soon as somebody starts calling me chief or boss, we're done. Like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And it didn't stop there. Like, he called everybody chief or boss the entire night. He was very loud. He he, He didn't listen to instructions on how to do anything. So they kept having to help him. And I was immediately like, I need to save myself here. Like, I have to make a plan 
to be around this person as little as possible, but he kept walking up to me and like asking me questions and I was being my rudest self, <laughs> like walking away from him and pretending I didn't hear him. Okay, in his defense, he was drunk. I wasn't aware of that. Did he pregame ziplining? He pregamed ziplining, <laughs> but it took the instructor to say, man, that guy's really drunk. And I was like, oh, I hadn't considered that's why mm. he was so annoying. I just thought, you know, like this is kind of like a life risk thing. I didn't think you pregamed before stuff like this. Well, maybe that's why he pregamed it because he was know, nervous. Is really he afraid to, of heights? I don't know. I, you just really need to pay attention to what you're doing here. And I just thought being, um, is, is inebriated the right word? Uh-huh. Being inebriated probably wasn't wise when you're ziplining. And somebody had asked that question, does anybody ever show up drunk? And he goes, two of the people in our group are. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's why they're so annoying. So to answer your question about like, are you ziplining across the state or something? Three hours, woof. Here's how this works. You you have several different platforms. I don't remember how many. I'm going to say 10. That might be more than there actually was that you're ziplining to. And the zip lines kind of zigzag throughout the wooded area. Uh-huh. And so you're ziplining one way. And then once you get to that, it kind of brings you back around. And part of the ziplining is like you're hiking to each tower. So like I'm ziplining from one platform to the next and then I'm off the zipline and I'm hiking for like 15 minutes to the next tower. Weird. And then once I got like halfway through it, so I did a lot of hiking, I go, I hike, I walk up the stairs, this tall tower, like it was a lot of stairs. Like I was feeling a bit winded by the time I got to the top. Um... Once you get there, then it's tower to tower and you're not doing any hiking anymore, which I was thankful for because, like I said, I was winded. Also recognized we were the oldest ones there. Like everybody else was obviously younger than us. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't think anybody realized like that we were that much older than them. So chief guy was younger than you guys. Oh, he was way younger than us. <laughs> that makes it better. Like 20 years younger than us. Did chief guy, did he sound like the Granger guy? You remember the Granger commercials? No. A Granger. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he didn't. You kind of sounded like Kronk there. Yeah. And that's, he didn't sound like Kronk. I freaking hate the Granger guy. You would have hated this guy. I'm sure I would have. Anybody who goes, anybody who uses chief or uh, what was the boss, other? boss or kid? Uh huh. Like I just, I, I can't. Oh, stand and it. he was just so loud and obnoxious about everything. And then one of like their little fun things is they put tape on your helmet, and you're supposed to write like a name, but you can't use your own name. Okay. And they're like, and this, you're the person that you're writing on. They won't know what it is. And so I'm like. I couldn't think of anything. I wish I would have been really thinking I would have done like up dog or something on my husband's helmet mm -hmm. because I didn't realize that when the person starts their zip line, one person, like one instructor is yelling to the other one, their name. And they're like, oh. poop flying. <laughs> Cause I, I wrote poop on the tape. That's great. And so they kept saying like poop flying. 
<laughs> but everybody else was like, wrote really kind things about the other person. And I'm like, here we are. Like, we're the oldest. We're married the longest. I wrote poop on his. He wrote Beba on mine, which is my nickname my dad calls me, which was really sweet. So I'm I'm kind of feeling like a jerk. <laughs> But I also love hearing them say poop flying like every single time. But the annoying couple, she writes best friend on his helmet. And he was offended by it. Like the whole time he's like, what, I've been friend zoned? Like we've been married for three years and I'm friend zoned. And she kept like trying to explain it to him of like, no, you're my best friend. Like it was really sweet. And we're all like, yeah, that's a... That's a good thing. And I was like over there thinking, I I didn't say it because I didn't want to engage any conversation with him unnecessarily. But I was like, I just freaking wrote poop on my husband's helmet and he's cool with it. And you're complaining about your wife writing best friend on your helmet. (laughs) Like, dude, get over it again before I knew he was drunk, but still super annoying. Other thing I found out about myself I I know I'm adventurous, but I'm annoyingly adventurous. Like you're willing to break the rules of it? Uh, like I didn't feel like I was getting enough thrill out of the experience. And so I was trying to find ways to get more thrill out of this. Like, how can I make this more dangerous? Mm-hmm. How can I live on the edge a little bit more? So I was volunteering to go first. This was also a wise decision um, because... The, the drunk dude always wanted to go last, which meant I left the platform first and I didn't have to stand on that platform with him the entire time. And by the time he got to the next platform, I was getting ready to leave again. Wow, you played that yes. well. So I barely had to interact with him. But at some point in this whole process, I got switched to be the last person. Thankfully, he got switched to be the first person. So I, I still didn't have to interact with him. But here's the fun part. Once I got switched to be the last person, after everybody else had gone, I would look at the instructor guy and be like, what's the best way to do this? How can I push this closer to the edge? And he would give me like little tips like take a running leap on this one or jump upside down on this one. So everybody else is being like super cautious when they leave the platform. I was just I was going for it like every single time. The last time I was like, it was like a free fall for a while. I was going upside down. And then like I hung upside down like Spider-Man, like with my feet, mm-hmm. like up on the cable and everything. And then gave the guy on the ground a high five. Like I was living my best life doing the zip lining. Like I was enjoying it. I still wanted a little bit more thrill out of it, but I was pushing it to the limits, to the limits. Again, oldest person there felt it the next day. <laughs> You, you felt ziplined. You ziplined the wrong I got up way. And I was like, my back really hurts. Like doing the scorpion a lot. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. And then even my abs hurt. And I was like, why do my abs hurt right now? What did I do that my abs hurt? Oh yeah, my. I think I just bent my back the wrong way too much. Sure. It was a really fun experience. Oh, it though. sounds like a great time. It sounds like you did it the right way. I think so. I think so. And I was really smart about making sure I did not have to expose myself to the annoying guy more than necessary. Mm. I recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Where was this? 
This was in Bonner Springs. Zip Casey. Oh, Zip Casey. Oh, I've seen signs. The squirrel sign. They mentioned that they have like a haunted forest thing. Whoa. You go for like a mile hike through the woods and they have people come running out of the woods at you. And you're not zip lining, but they have people dropping in on zip lines like to come after you. Oh, like smack you in the back of your head. Sure. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, it's dark walking through the forest it sounds awesome if you're into haunted houses. I know several people got shot last year going downtown to some <laughs> of those haunted houses. And they actually, I mentioned that to them like, oh yeah, you know, at this one, several people got shot and they're like, yeah, that's why we became like the most popular haunted house because we're outdoors and nobody has gotten shot here. You've got plenty <laughs> of space to run in this place. <laughs> Wow. So anyway, I, I want to go to that place. Yeah. I want to experience the haunted forest. You know, there's a forest behind my parents' house. Like you could just walk around there in the dark well, any time of the year. I know, but if it's going to be haunted, it's going to be with dogs and goats and stuff that were buried and not. Okay. That could be scary. That could be no, scary. That could be scary. A ghost right. goat. It's got horns. <laughs> It'll look like some sort of like demon thing coming out of the ground. That could look cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. The no, scariest, I'm going to do this. The scariest thing uh, in those woods would be the fact that you don't know if there's going to be a spider web you're going to walk into. That's the scariest thing. That's the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. Also like coyotes and stuff, but I mean, it's a But they're coyote. they're more scared of you than you are of them, right? Well, most of the time they will like attack you if they want, but. I mean, if they're rabid or they're very hungry. They're very hungry. Yeah. Yeah. My mom always told me that growing up, like they're more afraid of you than you are of them. So much so that I just started like adopting that phrase. Like I didn't know if it was true anymore, but I'm like in Colorado and then I'm like, there could be bears here. And then like instantly my mom pops into my head and I'm like, they're more scared of you than you are of them. <laughs> and I'm like, but is this? They, you know, is that they, a good philosophy to live with? Because I don't think that's necessarily true 100% of the time. They might be more afraid of you than they are them, but they're certainly not more afraid of getting into a fight with you. Or they're not afraid of the results of a fight with you, I should say. A bear, yeah. specifically. You know, uh, when it comes to bears, I don't think I can win. But when it comes to cats, I think... You've at least got a fighting chance if you really go in for a fight. Well, they're pretty small. You don't small. just like no, like like large cats, like a mountain lion. Oh which, yeah, easy. While we're easy. ziplining, they're like, hey, we've seen several mountain lions up here. And again, my mom's voice pops into my head, and I was like, oh, they're more scared of you than they, than you are of them. And I said that out loud to the guy, and he goes, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> sure. And then he goes, have you ever heard one scream before? <laughs> and I was like, um, I can't say I have. Do you want to know what he compared it to? A woman. No, as he compared it to this example that none of us have encountered that I was like, why would you compare it to this? And have you encountered this? Like he said, it sounds like if you were to shank a toddler. <laughs> and I was like, What? Wait, I have you. I I guess I don't know what that sounds like. Alrighty then. I haven't seen it in a movie. Haven't experienced it personally. <laughs> okay. I still don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, I don't know. 
You shank a toddler. Okay. <laughs> you have heard a bobcat, though. I, I've heard coyotes. I've heard a fox screaming in my creek. That was frightening. I know you've heard bobcats. We've gone over this in the podcast before. We've played bobcat oh. sounds on the podcast. Well, I guess I just keep thinking like it sounds like a toddler being shanked and the, the sound I imagine a toddler would make if it was shanked isn't what I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm thinking of more like annoying screaming. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, you know, it's not it's not very far off. <laughs> I think I think in the case that you are ziplining, a bobcat would be more scared of you. Imagine you're a creature. You don't understand what ziplines are, but you look up and you see a flying human. Mm-hmm. That's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's not even flying like birds do. Like it's just kind of soaring, like just hovering. Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds pretty scary. And it's making the sound like. <laughs> yeah. No, it kind of was like high pitch, like. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm not sure if their zip lines are oiled or or do you oil as them? Maybe that's. I don't a zip. Good idea. I don't oil my zip line. <laughs> no, I, no. Maybe I should though. I <laughs> oh. But you didn't see any bobcats. I did not see any bobcats. That's unfortunate. No, you know, there's this officer who uh, was working. He was he was in his patrol car in Minnesota. He saw a wild animal recently. That was quite a surprise to him. Really. Yes. So he's just driving his car. Like he's driving his car. Driving. Wait, he's. He's driving like his cruiser. He's driving his car. Like he's driving his cruiser, his police cruiser. Why are you questioning this? So wait, wait, hold on. Who was doing that? The police officer. And he was. Driving his police cruiser. In Minnesota. Oh my gosh. Can I move, can I go so, on with okay, the story? So okay, I'm just I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. He was driving okay. his car. So anyway, he hears this this weird noise and he's he stops to like listen to it like is something wrong with my car? And all of a sudden, a squirrel pops up from behind his screen. You know how they have the big monitors that come out of their dashboard? Yeah. The or squirrel like, a laptop. like pops out from behind there and jumps up on his dash and just stares him down for like a few seconds. Just stares him down. Well, he's just staring down the squirrel, too. They're both in shock. Like, I don't think either one expected to see each other. And then he, like, runs to the back of the police cruiser and disappears. Well, the police officer, like, pulls over because he's got to solve this case of where the squirrel came from. Right. Obviously. He's he's looking for the squirrel. And he, he can't find the squirrel, but he, in the back of the police cruiser, he finds a whole bunch of nuts like who put those there the squirrel no has been storing these nuts in the back of the police cruiser Rebecca, that is crazy it's pretty crazy could you imagine experiencing this no i can't i think that would just drive me um insane <laughs> it actually hurt it was like holding back a sneeze or something that you didn't say that it was nuts why would i say that okay Anyway, he says, these nuts are. <laughs> I think. He says, these nuts have now been placed in evidence. <laughs> if anyone sees a squirrel looking for its food, we're looking for said squirrel for questioning in relation to these nuts. Gosh. Does that squirrel, like, 
If they catch it, does it get arrested for indecent oh, exposure? I want the squirrel to like pop out from behind the screen. And when he's like having the stare down on the dashboard with the police officer, and the officer's staring at him, the squirrel's staring at the officer. And also the squirrel just says, these nuts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would make me beyond happy. <laughs> hey bro, uh, I was looking for D. Have you seen D anywhere? D who? <laughs> These nuts? (laughs) Anyway, I guess the winters get pretty bad up there. The squirrels are obviously burying nuts for the winter. How, how, okay, this is like a significant amount of nuts. It's a lot of nuts. (laughs) How long did it take the squirrel to get this many nuts? Like, do they just not inspect their vehicles? I feel like that that would be a thing, right? It, bus drivers it's inspect funny. their In buses. In the social media post, he's saying, you know, we're always telling everybody to be aware of their surrounding. Meanwhile, the squirrel has been burying nuts in the officer's cruiser for some time now. And they, they went without noticing it. Situational awareness lesson. <laughs> yeah, watch out for... Uh... But quite convenient in the Minnesota winters. What if you got stranded somewhere and you were like, I don't have any food with me. I don't I don't know if I'm going to survive. And then you start desperately like searching through your vehicle for things that you can survive on. You're expecting like an old chicken nugget to be there, like in between the seats or something. And then you find an entire stash of nuts, good protein supply. Sure. Yeah. And you survive and the squirrel is just crowned hero of the day because he saved an officer's life by packing nuts in his cruiser. They'd be like, officer, tell us, how did you survive all that time without any food or water? He's like, well, actually, I was saved by these nuts. (laughs) I couldn't have done it without him. Uh, I'm so easily entertained. You are immature. As we were discussing that we were even doing this, this story, and my son walked by our studio and said, "These nuts." <laughs> the, the, the humor line just runs in the family. <sighs> you are the most immature person I think I I've ever met. I am very immature. Sometimes I'm concerned about my immaturity. Yeah. Yeah, like that it's going to slip out at a bad time. Like when I'm talking to adults. Oh my gosh. Um, well, do you want to just talk about poop? We <laughs> talked about nuts. You want to talk about poop? I mean, we're on the trend. Yeah, are we? <laughs> of immature topics. You yes, mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, we could talk about poop. Um, studying poop, actually, as a matter of fact. Okay. There is a. Are you talking about like you're checking it out after you poop? Like. See how healthy you are. Well, that is uh, recommended actually to inspect your. Just take a look. Yeah, you know, you take don't a little need peek. To get the poop knife out or a little peek. Yeah, you don't have to dissect it. Okay. Um, but uh, there was a, a gentleman who has been banned from selling pills and enemas made from feces. Okay. After some complaints were made that they were made in a household lab. Okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Yes. So we talked about this recently. We talked about a poop enema Mm -hmm. that you take these pills and they have healthy fecal matter in them that puts the healthy bacteria that helps you digest and break down stuff, helps you poop more regularly. Right. Okay. 
But now this dude, this guy is in trouble because um, he made it in a household lab that, I mean, some may be concerned. It's also called a, a water closet. No, I don't think anybody calls it a water closet. I've heard of bathroom. I think most people call restroom. it a bathroom. Maybe a restroom if you're trying to be polite. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he, uh, yes. A household lab, if you will. Yeah. I we mean, all have one. There, there's. I have a vent lab, and, and so I do have a household lab. Yeah, not much fecal matter is being studied in the vent lab, though, right? No, no. Okay, thank From you. From time to time. What? Yes, because we got the new kitten... Uh, Elvis likes to grab some chewy morsels out of uh, the the the, the drop off box. Somewhat <laughs> chewy morsels. A chewy morsel. And every once uh, in a while, ma'am, he comes running. Do you have in. any more of those um, <laughs> chewy morsels? Every once in a while, he comes running into the lab like he's chewing some gum or something. I'm like, what? Do you know? Drop it. It's poop. Drop it. Disgusting. Uh, yes, but we have solved that issue by making sure that Elvis can no longer get into the room where the litter box is. That's probably like those nerds ropes. You know <laughs> what a nerds rope is? <laughs> it's got the poop with the litter stuck to it. Yeah. It's like the dog equivalent. Like, Jay West's favorite candy is nerds ropes. I think uh, Elvis I'm too, going evidently. To forever compare it to the cat poop in the litter box. <laughs> Anyway, so this guy's been accused of making this pill, pill in his own household lab, which right. you can imagine there's issues with that. Jason Klopp is his name. Oh. And I think that is so funny that his last name is the sound of a turd hitting the toilet. <laughs> Jason Klopp has been uh, banned from selling pills and enemas made from his household lab. Um, so to recap what we've already talked about with the whole pills thing. Whenever you poop, there are particles of it that can be beneficial because whenever you poop out all the unhealthy stuff, you kind of poop out the healthy stuff that helps tear down the unhealthy break down. stuff. Yeah. Break down. Tear when we're talking. Yeah, that doesn't. That just, okay, good point. Good point. Good break breakdown. Down. Breakdown. I've had those on the toilet too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the idea is you take the fecal matter and you grab all of the uh, good stuff out of it. With gloves. With gloves or, you know, maybe like an actual machine that can do it for you. And then you re-digest that and it kind of reintroduces it to your body. So if your body isn't creating that on its own, then it reintroduces that. It's a pretty, like, it makes sense. It does make sense. And I had said, if it works, I'm not 100% against it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I faced this kind of whenever I had like a bad case of, I don't even know if you could call it diarrhea at this point, but it was like three weeks of just straight. Things weren't going well. To the point where after I had gone to the doctor, they were like, yeah, so you flushed out so much that like all of the all healthy the, stuff all the good bacteria all the good bacteria gone. thank you i've been searching for that word for the last 10 minutes <laughs> all the good bacteria was also flushed out and so i had to reintroduce a lot of the good bacteria or wait for it to build back up so this is basically taking all that good bacteria that's in your poop taking it out and then they can reuse it for whatever and this guy was doing it in his own lab and selling it whenever he shouldn't okay, have but his, his own lab wasn't really his bathroom right no okay 
No, I like think you're the only one that thought lab that. In the house. I think you're the only one that thought no. whenever this article said household lab, they were actually talking about a bathroom. No, you know how I've started calling mine the water closet. Maybe he was like, I have to use the household lab. I have to go to the laboratory. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Yeah. So essentially, this guy was like, "Hey, this can really help." We should start doing this. And then he was told like, yeah, maybe like let's hold off on that for a little bit. And he's like, forget it. I'll do it in my own lab. Mm -hmm. So he went home, started making all this stuff, selling it Mm -hmm. for like $15,000. And now people are like, they, since people have caught wind, they're like, Hey, uh, you can't do that. Okay. never mind. I don't understand what you, huh? Hmm? I don't breaking wind. Caught wind and instead of breaking wind. What is breaking? You said when they caught wind. What does breaking wind mean? Okay. Uh, what are you trying to reference? Anyway, there's a there's a better way to, instead of having poop pills. Yeah. You know, probiotics, act, activi- Activia yogurt. Activia. You know? Yeah. You know, you, there's there's other ways. I had to besides eat a like lot poop of implants. I had to eat a lot of yogurt to uh, reintroduce. The, back, the good bacteria. And it worked. Yeah, but I had to eat a lot of, well, I had to get like, uh, I had to find a good um, dairy-free yogurt. And dairy-free uh-huh. yogurt just isn't good, just flat out. Except for that gogurt we had on Friday. That was good. I sent it home with you. Yeah, you did. did you two whole tubes and Grant <laughs> ate one. <laughs> but it was great. No, it was good. And it reintroduced some uh, healthy bacteria into my digestive system. Good. Because that's the way the world works. Anyway, Activia, instead of implanting poop, I don't know. I think if this works out, it's not obviously it's not going to be um, advertised as poo implants. They're going to think of a trendier way of saying it. I don't know what's more trendy than just saying poop pills. Uh, poo pills is trendier than poop pills. Too many. You have to stop at the. <laughs> p- but if you use the second P to introduce the word pills. I mean, the tea I drink is called Smooth Move, but I'm like, no, it's my poop tea. Like, can we just call it what it is? Um, some people are not as, uh, how should I put this? Comfortable. Immature. <laughs> as you. Most people are not like, hey, Jennifer, do you want to come over and try some of my poop tea? Uh huh. They call it Smooth Move. Oh my gosh. Jennifer, this smooth move, it I, helps me so much. I you should try it. I can't tell you how many people have contacted me about that poop tea. Yeah, but are they all referring to it as their poop tea as well? N- no. The, well, they say, I heard you talking about that poop tea. Can you tell me where I can get that? Because you don't call it by the right name. <laughs> how, how are they? What? They're just going to Google poop tea and then, okay, this is called smooth well, move. And think, then contact you about the think, smooth move that they already think know? about how much more tea smooth move would sell if they just called it poop tea. Or maybe if they just advertised it because they're clearly With not doing me. that. Sure. You can be the smooth move okay. uh, person. Okay. So this guy apparently is taking too many poop pills or eating too much yogurt or drinking too much poop tea or something because he's spending way too much time in the bathroom during the tennis match. U.S. Open. I believe this was last week that this happened. I did not check the date on the article. But That's not a transition if you never see what. She's talking about a different story. Uh-huh. This, this guy, he's, he's a big tennis player playing up against another big tennis player. And in the middle of the tennis match, the one of the guys has to take a bathroom break. Yeah, things start moving, you know? 
and the his his opponent was pretty upset about it. Um, he took so long in the bathroom. The one guy called it unethically long. Unethically long in the bathroom. It, it, if you are in the bathroom for an unethically long amount of time, Nathan. How much time do you think that is? I don't think you can put a timer on somebody in the bathroom. To, to call it unethically, unethically long. The only way it could be an unethical amount of time is if there were people on the outside waiting. And even then, okay, if you got to go, you got to go. You can't just like rush perfection. You know, if you're just sitting there on your phone while other people are waiting, that might be considered unethical. Okay, so guess how long he was in the bathroom for? 15 minutes. Less. Then this is a non-problem. This guy was just angry because he was losing his tennis match. Okay, so... 10 the, minutes. The guy, no, shorter time than that. He was in the bathroom, water closet, whichever, for eight minutes. Eight oh, how minutes. could he? And, and the other player was like, no, that is unethically long. Like, he's mad about it. I don't blame him for the fact that this was a tennis match. The guy has been known to take his phone in and text with his coach and his father, um, which is, that's what I understand, illegal to do during a tennis match. Sure. So he was upset that this guy was only using it as an excuse because he was losing and he needed to, to reset and get some tips. But the guy, like when he's arguing about how long his opponent's in the bathroom, he's like eight minutes. I have never taken eight minutes in the bathroom in my entire life. And I was like, whoa, 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 you buried the lead here. This guy has never taken longer than eight minutes in the bathroom. Is there something wrong with me? I take longer than eight minutes in the bathroom on the daily how is he going to the bathroom so fast? If if I take eight minutes going poop, I feel accomplished. Like like you succeeded. Uh, uh, eight minutes at the bare big minimum. Task in a quick way. Yeah, I I'm I and I'm not kidding. Whenever I am working in radio and I have to do something live, um, I, I whenever I I need to go to the uh, lab. Uh-huh. I will pre-record at least 20 minutes ahead of Just time. Just in case. Yeah, because I know I'm going to be in there for at least 10. And depending on the quality of toilet paper, could be five minutes, could be, could be 15 <laughs> minutes. And depending on the quality of the poop, could be 20 minutes. So I'll go 20, 30 minutes of voice tracking uh, and working ahead so that I can just have that time to, so you know. Okay, so... That being said, this guy is an athlete. So? And I know athletes with how active they are and sometimes the, the, the food that they eat, that they go to the bathroom at the exact same time every day. And it is a pretty quick experience. But never taken longer than eight minutes in your life. I feel like he's being pretty unrealistic also, I would like to know what he's taking if that is the case. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, because it's clearly not food. Like, I started drinking these one, like, it's called Morning Complete. Not a sponsor. Started drinking it because the the person who was, like, doing the testimonial on it was like, the poop just falls out. 
And I was like, I like that idea. So I started drinking the stuff as morning com- or stuff called morning complete. For that reason, it does work. It's pretty great. But I like to take a long time in the bathroom because I like to be alone for a while. <laughs> That's like my forced alone time where nobody could bother me. I'm just overly, um, I won't use the word efficient because uh, it's anything but efficient, but I'm overly cautious about making sure that there is no residue left. Yeah, we've discussed this before. I don't think we need to go back in depth on this, just that nah. you're you're very efficient and you've you've got man wipes in your restaurant uh, yeah dude wipes man dude wipes whatever. that's what they're I called i carry one in my yeah. wallet at all times just uh-huh. in case and yeah. they're mint flavored as opposed to mint mint scented it's all the same it's <laughs> yes. all the same um <laughs> here's uh i you know what i haven't tested so i can't say that uh with complete confidence but here is a quote from the uh guy who's complaining um because he lost the match the guy that was complaining lost the match. right pooper pooper won Okay. Uh, Poopy boy won. Um, The complaint guy was like, I mean, uh, it's just disappointing because I feel it influenced the outcome of the match. Like, I'm not saying I necessarily win that match for sure, but it had influence on what was happening after those breaks. Yeah, because the guy just dropped a heavy deuce. He came out there 200% better than what he started. I mean, they were like wearing those little white shorts. Do you want to risk it? Not at all. No, bro. This is a tennis match. No time for chocolate rain. You'll have to cancel the game. This guy has actual issues. Like, and every time he has a match, somebody has to throw like this huge fit about the time that he spends in the bathroom. Should he just stop playing tennis because he just has to take a bathroom break in the middle of his game? I, you know what? I don't think so. I think... There, there are like rumors and stuff about Amazon as an employer, like keeping employees from going to the restroom and how that's so unethical and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But then this guy in tennis is complaining that it's unethical that he is going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, bro, like you can't have the best of both worlds. You got to pick one. Is it unethical to take long in the bathroom or is it unethical to keep somebody from taking long in the bathroom? Now, I know you went to homeschool, so you never had to experience this, but in public school, you have a three-minute passing period between classes, and you were encouraged highly to use the restroom in those three minutes. Not a chance. And so, as little humans growing up, we got really good at learning how to balance our time and when we had to go to the bathroom and when we had a long distance to walk, like which times we went to the bathroom, there was never a time where you could possibly get a number two going within that three-minute passing period. Well, no wonder all these high schoolers are freaking cranky all the time. And they're constipated. Yeah. They're holding it all in. You had to figure out like which class the teacher was most flexible where I was like, this is the class where I'm going to choose to go to the bathroom. Yeah. that That is why, not that specifically, but in college, is why I just started telling people outright, I need to go poop. Like, instead of, <clears throat> sorry, I need to use the restroom, I'll be like, yeah, I got to go poop. So that they don't put a time limit on it. And whenever I come back, you can guarantee, Rebecca, if you get up and say, I got to go poop, and then you come back 15 minutes later, People might be thinking in their head, wow, that was a long poop break. But nobody's going to say, hey, that was a long poop break because 
who are you to question how my bowels are doing? You know, <laughs> then it's like, uh, do you want me to tell you? And so if I were to come in late to a class or something like that and people are like, you're late. Yeah, sorry. I had to poop. What are they going <laughs> to, are they going to be like this complain, complaining tennis player and be like, that shouldn't happen. You can't do that. <laughs> nah, bro. I got to go. I'm not going to stop that train. No, that being said, like, okay, great philosophy, like good plan there. I don't see a lot of holes in that plan, but when it comes to your <laughs> underwear, <laughs> when it comes to your employer, there is no way I'm telling my boss that. Oh, I told my bosses all the time. Well, no, I'm not, could not, would not, will not. I will just hold it. I will hold it till the next day if I have to. Nope. And if I am ever like, for instance, this morning, mm -hmm. okay, after I got done with the morning show, I have to voice track an hour. Now, at 9 a.m., I have been awake for at least four hours. I have to go poop. I ate oatmeal for breakfast, and I drank a cup of coffee. Train's about to leave the station, whether you're ready or not. So I have to voice track as much into the 9 o'clock hour as I can so that I can have time to go poop. Usually, I make it to about 9.30. Not, I, I voice track to 9.30, and then I, I leave to go poop. And then I come back, and I finish the hour. If my boss at any point in time was like, Nathan... Why do you keep leaving in the middle? Why don't you just like voice track the whole hour and then go poop at the end of your quote unquote shift? Because if I go poop in the middle of it, then I have to come back and finish my work. Uh -huh. I just got paid to poop. Yeah. So if they get stingy on me, it's like, I had to go poop. I'll just tell them right in the face. I don't care if you're a man or you're a woman or you're like 80 years old. I will. I had to poop. I'm sorry. Okay. So real concern here. Uh-huh. I am on a very consistent schedule. And if my schedule gets thrown off at all, then I have a real hard time getting back on a schedule. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm on vacation, throws everything off. It's weird. Well, I've been working from home for like almost two years now. We got an email yesterday reminding us that we have to go back on the 7th. That's like a week away. That is close. And I'm like, okay, so yeah, I didn't realize it was that soon. I was thinking it was the end of September, but here we are. And my schedule is going to be totally thrown off. Like I'm going to be so cranky next week. Yeah. Because one, I have to go into the studio. I don't have to go in every day, but I have to go in three days a week. I feel unnecessarily because my equipment at home is way better than my equipment there. And I'm not just talking about the bathroom. I'm talking about my <laughs> computer. Yeah. Though you should get a squatty potty to go and just <laughs> hide it in the restroom. But I'm like panicking over this. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to have a drive time now. Yeah. I'm going to be getting home later. I'm going to have to leave earlier. I'm going to be getting less work done because I have to deal with different systems and I'm going to be back and forth. It's true. And I'm going to be so thrown off. And not to mention the fact that. You're going to get less work done because your bathroom breaks are probably going to be longer because yeah. you're going to be in an unfunfamiliar place. Why you're not going are to have they your doing this potty, for So me. things aren't going to come out as smoothly. And if they don't come out as smoothly, that means you got to wipe more because so. Yeah. This is ineffective. It's it's ineffective. They it should is. let you stay home. They should. I, I agree. If anything, for your bowels. Honestly, I, w I don't mind like working someplace. It's not like I want to work at home forever. 
but I've really gotten comfortable in like knowing what I'm doing and like I've learned how to work more efficiently at home than I did in the studio. Mm-hmm. Way less interruptions. Like I can get way more done at home than I can in the studio. But if I were to change jobs, I would definitely go work in that place. Like I would start at that place. I wouldn't work from home again in sure. that instance. Sure. And so I don't want to make a change unless it's like if I'm going someplace else. But I don't want to go back there. I know the lights burn out over my desk. I also don't like my chair at my desk or my computer. Yeah, your chair here is very comfortable. Or my microphone there. It's dirty and gross. Yeah. And I know they're not replacing it. Disgusting. And I'm going to have to do things live again, which I don't mind doing things live. It's just now because of the pandemic, I've taken on more responsibilities and I have to balance those differently now with how I do stuff. They're going to still want me to do the same amount of work and it's not going to happen. And there's going to be tension. I just I'm panicking, Nathan. I am panicking over this next week. You know what? Uh, first off, I have a question regarding the panicking thing. Okay. Uh, still poop related. But first, I need to ask this. Okay. If you go back or maybe propose this would be a better word. If you go back, this is what you should tell them. If you have to go back, you expect them to... Uh, 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 what's it called? Re- refund, whatever. However much money you spent in this studio. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Listen, I had to spend this much money so that I could work from home over the year. If I'm gonna go back, you at least have to give me all of that money back so that I didn't just waste money. Or, and if if that if they're like, no, we're not gonna give you all that money, then be like, well, then just let me work from home. Then that's the that's the ultimatum. Either uh-huh. I work from home or you uh refund me all the money that I spent so that I could work from home. What's crazy is some people they provided the equipment for. What the heck? After we got everything. Like, and they bought the same stuff that we got because of how well it was working. Yeah, what the heck? They're like, oh, yeah, Rebecca, the thing that you bought works really well. So we're just going to buy it for everybody else. Hello? Yeah, so I had this. Another one of my coworkers was like, oh, my gosh, that would make working decent again i'm going to do that too and then my boss was like let's just buy one for everybody except for you two who already spent that's so bogus you should you should sue them we're talking about the we should sue them (laughs) roadcaster by the way it's the it's our uh, mixer slash hot keys and and everything we've used it for over a year now oh yeah this thing is phenomenal It's, it's magical yeah um Okay, second question regarding okay. the nervous thing. Uh-huh. Are you a nervous pooper? Um, I used to be, like, if I was going on a flight and I was nervous about flying on an airplane, mm-hmm. then I would. But now, no. Like, everything just shuts down if I get nervous. It, okay. Um, what, what, if you, what if you start thinking about needing to poop? Do you event, does it like. If I think about it too much, I can't go. Really? Yeah. So I have always been a bit of a, a nervous pooper. I, I played soccer for six years and I always took what I called the pregame poop. Mm-hmm. Whether I took it at home before leaving or getting there, like as soon as I saw those soccer fields, I had to go poop. Mm-hmm. Number two, every single time. Didn't matter if I ate breakfast or not. It was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been the case in my adult life as well. If I was taking a test or something like that, I had to take a poop uh, and all sorts of stuff. We have talked about this so long I can't even say the word anymore. Like poop. I feel like 
I feel like we've said the word too many times and like I can't even say it. Anymore. Have we met our poop quota? Oh gosh, we are, we've gone over. Oh, okay. Well, oops. I'm feeling the alarms going off right now. <laughs> All right. Well, this, this can be the last poop story. <laughs> um, anyway, if I think about needing to go number two, see, I didn't say poop that time. And <laughs> now I've been too insecure. Uh, yeah. Now I'm nervous again, so I'm going to have to go. Uh, <laughs> number two. Number two. I don't even have other words Hold that on. I can use. One more story after this. Keep going. Oh, perfect. I'll tell perfect. You. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, if I think about having to go, the more I think about it, the more I have to go. So like earlier, whenever we were talking about it, I was like, oh, do I have to poop now? Oh, shoot. I think I have to poop. Oh, no, I have to poop. <gasps> I have to poop now. It's gone away. Okay. I was like, so are you just like living on the edge right now? No, no. It's gone away. But that is just how it works uh -huh. in my brain. Um, and, uh, I won't say which brother, uh, though I only have two, you could probably guess pretty easily, but I had a brother who like was kind of having like, uh, uh, intestinal, intestinal issues. issues. Yeah. And he was talking to, uh, uh, what are the people called an OBGYN? No, a G G I <laughs> bro. I don't know. It's all letters. If your brother was talking to an OBGYN about his intestinal issues, he probably got the wrong advice. <laughs> <laughs> That was the wrong hole, buddy. Um, anyway, so she was like, I think you might just be a nervous pooper. Like, you might just get anxiety. Uh, like, whereas most people get to hold it. Because he's like, I got to go poop right now. Like, uh, where where he works, somebody has to come and take his job before he can leave. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I can't wait. Like, I have to go. And I'm kind of that way, where I can hold it only to a certain extent. But once it hits, it hits. Mm -hmm. And I got to, like, speed walk to the restroom. Um, so I wonder if I just have like a level of anxiety, you know, maybe, maybe anyway, mm -hmm. what was your poop story? Okay. So you know how I wrote poop on my husband's helmet when we were like doing the zip line thing. Yeah. So because I left the platform, I wasn't hearing like his zingers that he had the performance that he was giving to <laughs> everybody else. At one point they said, um, you know, oh, so she's always going to go first. And he's like, well, I am number two. Oh, my gosh. That was <laughs> I was pretty really good. proud of him. Like, I high-fived him on that one. I was like, no, that was that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's why I wrote Poop on Your Helmet. I was going to give you the opportunity. That's why I volunteered first every single time. I was just setting you up for the opportunity yeah. to say he you went were with number it. two. What a pooper. I mean, trooper. <laughs> what, a, what a guy, Jay Wes. <laughs> Ooh, all right, so we've talked about poop for the last 45 minutes. I'm really, I'm really, really sorry, guys. Um, we did talk about D's nuts before we talked about Oh, that's about true. Poop. We went from D's nuts to uh, poop. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a variety show, mm -hmm. Event Lab. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> We're so marketable. We got, oh gosh, are we? <laughs> we've got six minutes. What do you want to talk about in these last six minutes? Um, we can talk about tasty licks. I, okay. Okay, so... There's a, a study out of Stanford. A Stanford psychologist is explaining how we can get people to eat healthy. And this seems completely obvious to me, but they're just completely flipping the tables here. Because for forever, they're telling people, eat healthy, eat this food. Doesn't taste good, but that's how you know it's healthy. Sure. Um, and then they're putting like calorie counts on the food that tastes good, but isn't healthy. And they're like, no, no, no. We've discovered that's not how we convince people to eat healthy. 
The way we convince people to eat healthy is by making healthy food taste good. Who would have thought? And by describing it as that. Healthy food that tastes good? Yeah. And by saying, you know, like, this is grilled with a lemon zest something. I don't know. Like, using different descriptor words that makes it sound good. Mm -hmm. And more people are going to eat healthy food as opposed to eat this head of broccoli. By the way, that donut has a thousand calories. Yeah, which is just unlikely. I mean, the likelihood of a donut having <laughs> a thousand calories in it, maybe like a two donuts with a, ha- a cheeseburger in between. I don't know. Have you been to Hertz Donuts? Those are pretty big donuts. You're right. A thousand calories? Oh, come on. Stuff piled on them. Anyway, um, it seems just revolutionary. So you could be watching for that. The relabeling of things, the way they're describing healthy food. I bet pretty soon everybody's going to be eating healthy. <laughs> That's the goal, I think, uh-huh. for everybody to be eating healthy. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know if I've ever been scared of healthy food. You know, like there are some people who are like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the mindset is behind that. Like, well, I'm only going to have one meal. I better make it worth it. Like, I don't want to waste my time eating something that doesn't taste good. I don't know. I try to watch what I eat. I'm a little bit older than you. Probably easier now that you have new glasses. I, <laughs> I, I gain weight a little faster than I used to. And so I try to like eat healthy. But then there's all those unhealthy things that seem to be like oh, 10 pounds like if after I eat a cookie. Uh-huh. You know where I'm like, I definitely can't eat that. But I want it so much more than I want carrots. I, uh, I'm pretty sporadic whenever it comes to like choosing what I eat. It's, it's not based. Oh gosh. Whoa. Uh, my finger slipped. Uh, <laughs> it's not based on the amount of calories, but like, I won't eat like a, like a honey bun or something like that based on the calories. Cause I'll look at them and be like, Whoa, 400 calories. Whoa, no way. And then I'll go eat 30 pizza rolls. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many calories that is, but the fact, you know. I don't know either. I'm like, well, this is a meal. I I don't know what my mindset is behind it. Regardless, it doesn't really affect my weight too much. So I guess. Yeah, that's because you're in your early 20s and you're a male. I'm mid-20s now, Rebecca. Well, you just, you just reached that. I'm halfway to 50. (laughs) You're getting so old. I am. Welcome to the club, Nathan. Before long, I'm not going to be able to eat 30 pizza rolls. I'm going to have to run 30 laps. It's like you turn 25 and you're like mature now. (laughs) Please. I just spent 45 (laughs) minutes talking about poop. (laughs) I'm 41 and I started this podcast out with D's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why people listen to this podcast. We can be serious if we want to. Well, we'll find out. Well, everybody will find out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, I think that's what this world needs right now. Mm -hmm. Cheese nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That one got me. (laughs) That was good. Should we just put, like, the label on this podcast is do not listen? (laughs) Any future employers, <laughs> skip over this one. This is not the one. <laughs> we were very immature and unlike our usual public self. 
Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, well, for those of you who made it to the end. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. You're a trooper. You are immature. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Oh, wow. I'm a little lightheaded now after all of that. Might go uh, sit down for a little bit. We don't have time. We're recording the this during the day. Oh, that's true. I've got an interview coming up in 20 minutes. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's uh, wrap this thing up so that you can take that interview. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys on Friday. But until then, my name is Nathan. I'm Rebecca. We out. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.